0: Branson, Mark Cuban, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, Ariana Huffington, Huffington Goat, Steve Case, Gary V, Sophia Amoruso, Rick Damon John. Learn from the greatest minds in business today with interviews hosted by Nathan Chan. This is not your average entrepreneur podcast. The Founder Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start today's episode, I just want to let you know. and so much more. So if you'd like to get access to these free trainings with founders like this, which is a hundred percent free, just go to founder.com forward slash free. Okay, so now let's talk about today's episode. Hey guys, hope you're all having a great week. My name is Nathan Chan and I am the host of the Founder Podcast. As always, thank you for taking the time to join me today. This is just a short, quick update from me and what's been happening. Uh, I'm actually going to India next week, I'm um, super excited, we're actually going to uh, meet up with my designer of Founder Magazine, so we've been working together for about 18 months and uh, he's getting married, me and my girlfriend Emily, we're going to go to his wedding, so that's going to be a really, really cool experience, I'm going to get to meet him and, and hang out and I've never experienced an Indian wedding before, I've heard they're they're really awesome, and uh, yeah, just going to explore and, and have a bit of fun. Hope you're all having a great week. Today's guest is Adi Tatako, and she's the founder of House. Hows is one of the fastest growing companies out of Silicon Valley, and uh, they have really disrupted the home and renovation space and, and the design space in, to a certain extent. And in this interview, you're going to learn Some really interesting insights on how to build a really powerful community, what it's like to run a startup out of Silicon Valley, and some insights around investing and uh, some really interesting things around the mindset of somebody that had an idea, conceptualized it, and have really found a lot of success with it. So that's it from me guys, let's jump into the show, hope you're having a good week and as always, if you're loving this podcast, please leave us a review, it really really helps. If you like these interviews, by all means check out the magazine at foundermag.com forward slash iTunes or foundermag.com forward slash Android. Now let's jump into the show. Today I'm speaking with Adid Tatako and she's the founder of HowS houses a website and online community about architecture, interior design and decorating, landscape design and home improvement. So Adi, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with him today. It's an absolute honour.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. I'm happy to talk to you this morning.
0: Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit about how you got your job? How uh, I got my
1: job? Well, it started with a house. A house that both my my husband, Alon and I had big dreams, you know, how wonderful it would be to renovate it and make it ours, our dream home. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the process itself wasn't so dreamy, to say the least. It was pretty much a nightmare. We ended up, you know, building house in order to make the whole process better. It started as a little class project with our community, 20 local homeowners, mainly our friends from the kids' school. A group of uh, professionals from the Bay Area and it just took like of its own and started growing organically and we've got to the point that we said all right you know we need to get some help from other people and we turned it into a real company and started scaling from from that point really fast today the 20 homeowners that originally participated you know and helped us create a community uh, it grew to be 20 million monthly um, unique, and a small group of professionals from the Bay Area is now 450,000 active professionals from all over the world. So it grew quite a bit, but still organically, and we're still very passionate about it. So,
0: Wow, that's an <laughs> amounts of growth. There's a, quite a lot I'd like to unpack there. Can you tell me around how you dreamt up? So it started as a passion project, so you just thought, because this was a, a pain, had with Dreaming Up Your House? You just started with a basic website and then you had your community of 20 friends and you just... How did you spread the word to start off with?
1: Yeah, well, we do have the website. We do also have the the app, both iOS and Android. Frankly, I, I guess that the need was there and the product that we built was a product that people really loved using. So they told each other and homeowners would tell their professionals they worked with, their architects, the designers, their contractors, they would tell them about it. And then professionals would tell their clients about it. And then also professionals started telling their peers and people out of the Bay Area. And this is how we start getting requests from people, professionals out of the Bay Area that wanted to join and wanted us to open different metros and open up the group for different types of professionals. And this is how we spread it also to other meters out of the Bay Area and to different homeowners from all over the world. So it was pretty much the product that helped us grow like this. There is nothing else that can explain it. The need was there and the product was the right one for the industry, really tailored, you know, meant to solve the specific problems of the industry and people just adopted
0: it. Yeah, and look, when, when you go and house, it's you just you can just get lost in in just all the different designs and and when you know i've known about your company for quite a while now and something that really struck out at me that i I really want to ask you is i recently have been taking a a course by seth godin and he talks about delighting your customers with your product and or, or service and you guys really delight your customers like you know as a visitor coming to house i'm just like wow this is amazing was it like that from the beginning? Like what did the first version look like?
1: Frankly, um since the mission is still the same mission and the goal to transform these you know bad experience and fragmented and inefficient and not fun into something way more productive and creative where people can use technology and have fun while we are collaborating with many other people, it was pretty much what we wanted to do from the beginning. So while over time we definitely added more algorithms and more layers of technology in order to make it even better, the original idea of having both sides of the marketplace, both homeowners and professionals from the industry, interacting and making it very visual and easy to move between one layer to the other, Reading content, interacting with the community and seeing all the products and materials was pretty much there at the beginning. Again, of course, it grew a lot from a small group to a very big group, from having you know, fewer pieces of of content and less projects and of course less people involved to something so big. But the basics were there from, from early stages. And we wanted to make sure that we are doing it in a very different way than you know, all the other players that existed before, more of the traditional industry, if I can call it like this. So, for example, when we look at content, we're not a media site, but it was important for us that on the content side, not just that we're going to be a top-notch destination that will truly inspire with millions of high-resolution RACINA display images, we are also going to provide lots of information beyond the pictures. It was important to us that we'll take all the data that we're getting from our community on a daily basis and the editorial team would take that, analyze that, interview as many people as possible and give it back to the community. So the approach there was we really need to help people learn more about the process about design, about what's possible, about the different materials to help them make the right decisions and and be way more knowledgeable when they start the process. When it came to connecting the professionals to homeowners, we said, we don't believe that a lead gen solution for this industry is the right one, because frankly, when we are looking for somebody to help us design our house or do our landscape, filling up a form and, and getting four leads that pay the certain company just to send their, their info would not, probably would not connect us to the best people that will help us specifically build our dream home. So for us it was how do we create a huge marketplace where people, you know, in a very fun way will be able to see thousands of people around them, read their reviews, see how they interact with other people, look at their beautiful portfolios and so on, and then decide who they should call to and who they should bring to their house to help them. So all these things, and of course the products and materials, I mean, a picture of house is way more than just a picture. It's a gate to something way broader where you can see the rest of the house. You can ask lots of questions. The people that created the space are behind it. You can definitely get to the service providers and hire them too. You can see how the rest of the community is interacting with with the space and read their questions and obviously also identify and and buy all the products and materials that you see. So the whole approach there was let's do something really innovative and different and hopefully that will help everybody take this, this you know fragmented industry and completely flip it and bring it to the 21st century. Yeah, this is what it's all about. So what was there from the beginning? Pretty much all the basics, you know, great technology, lots of innovation in terms of we're going to do things very, very different, and the community that was super passionate from day one, and everybody was into what can we do, how can we help, how can we be involved in this.
0: I'm really curious before you started house with your partner, did you guys have a background in building building companies or
1: Not really. I mean, we're not a complete you know complete strangers to the high- tech world. first of all we do live in the Silicon Valley. I had more of a business financial background and Alan did have a technology background when house started happening, Alan was at eBay, I was working in a we take investment house. We did have some knowledge but obviously we never built something like this before. I think that for us it was a product that we really wanted, needed and were truly, truly passionate about the whole space and what can be done. And the more feedback we've got from our community about how frustrated people were and how much they would love to see this, you know, changing and, and, and becoming something something much more fun, like it should be, the more I guess, courage, <laughs> We had to to spend more time on it and really and really build it from the ground up. Which well, we did.
0: I love the fact that you said you said that it started as a pet project. You didn't you didn't take it too seriously. Did you put all your eggs into one basket and say this is what it's going to be? We're going to have you know this many.
1: Users no, we really didn't think that much at that point. At that point, we didn't understand that what we're doing is you know, all the eggs in one basket or the past project that one day will be a huge company. We didn't think that that much at this point. We just had a lot of fun building it and, and working very close with all the players in the community to really get all the feedback and build the right product for the industry. And that's what it's all about. And in retrospect, it was probably one of the best things that happened to us because bootstrapping for a long time, first of all forces you to be very lean and very focused on the right things and you not just that you learn to do everything by yourself and really understand the needs and the and, and the business, but also the innovation is, is very, very focused and in the right place. You just don't have the the money or the time or the energy to waste on things that, you know, would not move the needle or would not make the greatest impact. So in retrospect that was the very, very good thing that happened to us. Of course Because we grew organically and because the community grew very fast, later on when we decided, okay, maybe we should make it a real company and hire people and bring investors and get out of the house and move into a real office and all that, I think at this point we had a lot of traction and and great feedback from from everybody that everything else was much, much easier at this point. So actually it was all for the best.
0: Did you ever think that it might fail or were you ever afraid?
1: Why to be uh, pessimistic? Why to think about failing? I I think that every day when we um, received lots of great emails and had great conversations and and meetings and phone calls with people that really wanted to give us their amazing feedback and we were really impressed and, and even more optimistic about what can be done for this industry. It, it seems at a time that we're almost getting a black canvas with many, you know, frictions and, and lots of fragmentation to fix and many excited people in the community that would love to help us make it happen for this industry. How many times, you know, entrepreneurs get an opportunity to really make a difference and to lead a whole transformation of such a big industry? I don't think we realized it very early days. You know, we just wanted to make things better. But the more we got involved in this and the more feedback we got and, of course, did our research and learned more and more about the problems in the industry, the more optimistic we became, actually, about what can you do if you have great people around you that are helping you to scale this and you're building the right product with the right technology. Mm. And so, yeah, I think pessimism is not part of our DNA in general because we are not looking at you know, a certain outcome or we never had a goal. This needs to be a, you know, a certain size of a company. It was always about the journey and what do you do every day in order to make the lives of so many people much better and the whole process much more fun and productive for everyone.
0: Hey guys, I really hope you're feeling inspired from today's interview. The truth is there's never been a and 24-7 real human support. Try Founder Plus today for just $1 for seven days and start building your dream business with confidence. You can visit founder.com forward slash Founder Plus trial or click the link in our show notes to claim your trial. All right, now I'll jump back in the show. That was a great answer. It's exciting. I, I can I can hear you like just the way you, you're passionate about disrupting this industry. It's exciting.
1: Yeah, I am. And it's, it's, it's truly a lot of fun and we feel very honored and and blessed that we had the opportunity to to do it for the industry and to have lots of great people that joined a house and helped us make it happen. I think that if you're looking at accomplishments in life, for me, it's not about money or about future exit or anything like that that people keep asking about. It's really not what makes me happy. What makes me happy is talking to a business owner that, you know, is telling me that how completely changed his business. And he's getting the best clients ever and he had to buy more trucks or hire more people or open another office in another country just to accommodate all the, you know, requests and and, and happy clients that are coming along. And when it comes to homeowners, you know, people that are telling me the great stories about building houses in remote or, you know, being much more happy and, and, you know, feeling much more in control in the process. You know, this this makes you feel like, okay, you're making, you know, many people happy and making their homes much more, much nicer. And so it's our little contribution to make, you know, this world a little bit better for some people. This is what it's all about. It's really the day-to-day of the great feedback from the community, the achievement of, you know, really making something that was so important to so many people, but at the same time so bad and, 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 and not fine. Almost, I would say, people were afraid to start the process of redesigning. It doesn't matter. It, it can be a small project of, I'm going to redesign my bedroom or my living room, or I'm going to do a big project and build a custom home or anything in between. It doesn't matter. People felt almost afraid to, to even start because they had no control on the process, no knowledge. The fear of not being able to bring the right people that will, will, will do it or so being able to keep the budget and have the right materials and products to really get at the end the product that they really like, the home that they really dreamed about. And I think we're helping many of them actually do just that and have a lot of joy and fun in the process. So this is what it's all about. And yes, we are very passionate about it. You know. Building companies, is, it's not an easy thing, if I believe. It's just a crazy roller coaster with lots of ups and downs. But if you're doing something that you are truly, truly passionate about and you truly love, and you're building it with people that you really like, building it with, which we do, um, hiring and, and building the company and, and making sure that the people around us are the best people and that we're having a lot of fun Building a house with them—it's kind of this is what it's all about. You get up in the morning, you walk around the clock, but you enjoy every minute of it, right? Hmm.
0: Yeah, I love it. I'm curious. Let's switch gears. And you said building a company is not easy. Can you tell us about your struggles and and some of the sacrifices that you you've had to make to get where you are today with house and and your your development as an entrepreneur
1: sacrifices in life, in general, in order to be entrepreneur, well, to start with, you know, you can't do everything exactly like it was before you became an entrepreneur. <laughs> Let's just face it, you know, this is a very demanding job, or or so I don't see it as a job, really. This is something that becomes, you know, a major part of your life. It's pretty much around the clock. If you add on top of it the fact that we do have a family, we actually have three kids. One of them is a baby, a nine-month-old baby. So between that and the company, you don't have a lot of room for many other things in your life. So if I used to really invite lots of friends and cook for them every weekend and in the evening, forget about it. You have to realize it's not possible. Too bad, but you know what? If my friends like me, and I do have some that I believe that do like us, they learn to live with it. So you meet them in another place and, you know... Just keep it very, very uh, simple. So you just have to live with the fact that you know your life is, you know, will change completely but if you do up for it, it can be a great journey. So we have to make lots of adjustments at home and at work in order to make it happen. Don't forget that in our case it's even a little bit more complicated because my co-founder and my partner is also my husband and the dad of my kids. When other founders find some comfort with the idea that they're personal partner at home is taking care of the family, we don't have that luxury. And our kids are the most important thing in our life. They are human beings and they are great startups on their own. And we do want to spend quality time and with them and make sure that they are happy and they are growing as, you know, compassionate and great human beings. So it's just, you know, making your own priorities and understanding that, you know, you can do everything. But if you focus on the things that will make the most impact both at home and at work, it can actually happen and make everybody happy. And I think that it takes time to realize that, that you can't have it all. It takes time to adjust and and be happy with that. But if you do it, it can work very well. So we did that.
0: Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that with me. Let's switch gears around community because house is a massive community. What advice would you recommend for any startup or entrepreneur looking to build a thriving community?
1: Well, to start with, as I said before, I think that the entrepreneur should pick a topic or a domain that they are truly passionate about and let's just say, be their first on enthusiastic community member. So don't try to do something just because you think there is a business opportunity or there is something that you could do better than others. Just if you'll do a few tweaks there, first of all, you need to choose something that you really, really like and you're really passionate about because you are your own first community member. And then I think that you need to really focus on the product and not be distracted with unnecessary things like monetization earlier is probably not the ideal focus. Because you want to make sure that community members will appreciate what you're trying to do, and therefore you need to develop the product, make sure that you're building the right user experience. Why would people come to a place where what you want to do is just get, you know, more dollars and, you know, you jeopardize and, and the, the experience just in order to, to get a little bit more money? So I think the focus needs to be very, very important from day one, and the focus should be the user experience. You want to create something that people would really enjoy using, that they really need it, and they would love using what you're offering. And then the second thing would be, uh, on top of being very, very focused on choosing something that you are very passionate about, to find the best people that will help you execute people that you will enjoy brainstorming with and building the, the platform with them, but also would be a good cultural fit and great professionals and, and true partners. I don't believe in hiring employees. You want to hire people that will be super excited to come to work with you all day, all the time because they, they truly believe in, in, the, in the company and in what you're trying to do. And this is not an easy thing, but I think that if hiring is one of the priorities, it's doable. We're still interviewing all the candidates in the company, for example. And we now have over 250 full-time employees, but either alone or myself need to interview each one of the people we hire. So that's also very, very important. One more thing, I would say that on top of being very focused, support, and and, and hiring the right people, remembering that in order to become a leader and, and get lots of traction from a local community or a global community in our case, you really need to innovate. If you're offering something that is already out there, then what is the solution? And when you innovate, you, you need to know that you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to try different things, and you're going to listen to the people that are becoming your community members because you're creating it, you know, not just for yourself but also for them. So innovation should be something that is in your DNA if you want to lead something and disrupt something and get lots of traction, and definitely innovation and technology is, is the focus in, in, at, at House. And finally, there is no magic. It's a lot of hard work. So don't fool yourself that you can start something. Overnight, the magic will happen. Yes, House for a lot, and we are very happy when we're looking back and we're saying we created something that really made a huge impact on the industry and many people enjoy using. But we work very hard, not just us, everybody at House. So lots of hard work, dedication. And this is why being very passionate and choosing the right thing you as an entrepreneur would be a good idea from the beginning. I'm
0: curious also, what action steps, because we'll, we'll work towards wrapping things up, if you were to give two action steps to mm-hmm. entrepreneurs or startups early stage that are looking to grow their business, what would those be? What two action steps would you give?
1: I guess action steps early days. Number one, I would say the first few months or maybe even the first year, instead of trying to um, lock down some investment and try to convince people that you have a good idea and you can actually execute on that idea, I would say just go and try to build it and get some traction from your community and prove to yourself, first of all, that this is a good idea that other people think it's a good idea and you can actually execute. I think it will make your life as an entrepreneur much easier if that would be the focus. And later on, investors would follow you versus you going and begging them to get some money. So that's it's just a matter of how do you start. And I truly believe that you know even though we didn't meant it or didn't understood that completely that this is what we are doing. Bootstrapping is not a bad idea, definitely for you know entrepreneurs that are trying to build consumer-facing Internet companies or, or different communities around different industries. Bootstrapping, as much as you can, prove to yourself that you can execute, that you have a good idea, get some feedback from other people, real people, potential community members, and, and build it before you go out there and try to bring other investors and then I think that the second thing would be early days you need to surround yourself with people that would complement and and bring to the table different skill sets and that will become your true partners so I would say the first core team that you hire is probably the most important one don't compromise bring people on board that truly believe in what you're doing. You think that you have great chemistry with them. They are, in some cases, know more about, than you about some things, which would be a great addition to the team. Treat them as partners, not as employees. These are the people that are going to stick with you uh, during the journey, and you better have fun with them, and you better trust them. So I think build the foundation the right way, focus on the right things at the beginning and definitely the people around you and the way you are approaching product versus monetization or, or other unnecessary things at the beginning would probably going to have a great impact later on on the business. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. One last question and uh, we'll work towards
0: wrapping things up. You said before previously that it hasn't, been that easy building house it took a lot of hard work or was was there any failures or or big struggles that you guys faced when when growing the company or has it just been all up?
1: Of course there are always struggles if you think it's all glory and fame and articles and uh, of course I mean you struggle a lot there are lots of ups and downs and good days and bad days you make lots of mistakes you think that something is going to be amazing and then you hear from your community it's actually not. But it's part of, you know, being an innovator. You need to try different things. It's okay. I think the best invention on earth, you know, happened after different scientists and different people tried many different things. And it's realizing that it's okay. It's actually something that we really encourage everybody at house to do. You need to try different things. Yes, you need to be smart about it. You can't just make mistakes all day long. And when you make mistakes, you need to understand that these are mistakes and fix them. But we definitely had lots of things, you know. Even on the hiring side, we're doing everything we can in order to make sure that we bring the best people on board and that, you know, they are great in terms of cultural fit and professionally that would be wonderful. But you don't always, you know, predict the future and how, you know, if, if the fit is going to be good or not. And sometimes you just need to learn to let go. Definitely have some, you know, hard moments um, and yeah, where, where you need to... Either kill a project that you started within the company or let somebody go or completely change the direction of something that you thought it would be good. But it's all great because it's all part of the learning process and and it's part of making the company even better and, and the foundation even stronger. So we've been through many moments like this. Can you give us a specific example
0: of a failure or, or something that didn't go right in a lesson that you, you really learned from it that the audience can learn from too?
1: I mean, there were different things that we released that we later on decided that we are probably better if we'll do it you know, differently in terms of the user experience. I, I wouldn't call it significant because, again, we're releasing and changing the product constantly just to make it better and better over time. So the core is there, but different things will change. I won't specifically get into cases where we have to let people go, but what I just told you really happened. Mm. So unfortunately, from time to time, you do need to make a hard decision that, you know, and it's also good for, for the person, you know, because you're not doing anyone any favor if you're keeping somebody that is not a good fit in the company. Not to, You're not doing a favor to the person and you're not doing a favor to the company. I think the one thing, you know, that kind of surprised us, that we were pretty much, I wouldn't say against, but we were very careful in terms of bringing investors on board. And for a long, long time, we didn't want to do that. I think that we kind of had a perception that investors can come and completely ruin the culture Mm -hmm. and the way you are doing things in the company. I think it can happen in some cases, but again, if you do it the right way at the right time, after you build some traction and great product in the DNA of the company, and you choose the right investors, I think that we learn that actually the opposite is going to happen. We have great, amazing investors. I have only good things to say about them, truly. So we were very fortunate that things happened in the way that happened. And obviously, we're not going to be afraid of that anymore. It just... We learn to be very selective and to do the, you know, the fundraising at the right time, at the right place, and absolutely from the right people. Investors can be very smart and helpful if you choose the right people to work with you. And the right ones are the ones that understand that their job is to support the company and help the company and not the company's job to please them and support them. And there are different investors out there, obviously. This is a world where you have all kinds of investors, and we learn, and we learned, and, we learned. And, and we're very fortunate that, at least on that front, we don't have any regrets. Or I, I truly don't think that we could have better investors on board. But it's something to to learn from because if I would have known earlier that that's how it's going to look like, I would be less worried about you know, bringing investors. So you learn all the time; you learn every day. We definitely understand what to look for. Today, in terms of hiring, in terms of investors, in terms of all the people we interact with, you learn that you don't need to do any one-off deals with partners. You really want to do things that would make a lot of impact on the company. And focus is very important, understanding who you are, what are you trying to do, where are you trying to get, and then only doing things that would be relevant. It's very, very important. And I think that this is something that we definitely develop pretty well <laughs> over time, hmm. being very focused on that as well. Okay, look, so I said last question,
0: but I have one more question that I'm going to ask you just from your previous answer. And that is, you said around getting investment and knowing the right time. How do you work out when the right time is?
1: So I think if we're talking about the first investor, if you are trying to build a product first and get some traction and, first of all, you know, prove to yourself that you can execute and you actually have a good idea that you are passionate about and you can grow with, with that idea and, and build it for the long term, then first of all that's gonna put you in a much better position if you're able to do that. For some people it's just impossible. But if if it's possible, then I highly recommend that. Again, it's not for everyone. If you're in that position, so hopefully you'll have interests from in different types of investors and I love investors that are not just, you know, definitely early investors like the angel type, if you're going with them, the type that are just doing the, I don't know if you've heard the term, spray and pray, which means some angels would invest small amounts in 50 to 100 companies a year, and hopefully, you know, a few of them would work better than the others. It's also a system, you know, and, and it can work for some of them. And maybe these entrepreneurs believe that they only want the money and nothing but the money, it can work. Unfortunately, I've heard many stories where it came with lots of burden from, from these investors, and it's not good. You can't also expect to get any help from, from them if this is the system. So I, I truly believe in finding somebody that would be good for the DNA of the company, which we did, that will be... Really open to stay aside when when being asked to stay aside and let you run the business because at the end of the day, it's your business and you're the founder and you're going to build it. But also be prepared to, this person is prepared to help you as much as possible when you want the help and is also capable of providing that help. I think that the first investor, the first either angel investor and later on, if you, if you did have angels, The uh, venture capital firm that will come on board are probably the most important because they will create kind of the working environment, the DNA of the, you know, of the board, of the way you work with investors. If you have people on board that understand what it means, you know, to be entrepreneurs. We, for example, after we had our first amazing investor, we brought Sequoia Capital as our major uh, VC. And the fact that we have Alfred Lin that was a Zappos before and he completely understand what it means. It's not just that he's investor. He understands what's really, really important when you're running a business. He's just focusing on the right thing for us and we truly appreciate that. It's actually way more helpful than you know, than what we were thinking about originally. So so it's very good. And last, I think that it's probably always good if you can raise the money when you don't really need the money, right? Then you don't have the pressure. You can take the time and really find the best partners and the people that you're going to enjoy working with and whom you really trust. It's always a good advice. I know it's not easy to follow, but again, it all goes back to build something that really works, build something that people really like and really need, And if you have something like this in hand, everything will kind of fall into that great path of working with great people and surrounding yourself with great people. All right. Well, look, we have to
0: wrap things up, but this has been an awesome conversation. I really, really... I'm happy. Happy to hear that. (laughs) Okay, well, look, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time and yeah, sharing your words of wisdom and, and what it takes to build a fast-growing company and what it builds to create something amazing and, and disrupt an industry. So so thank you. I really appreciate it. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed this interview. As you might already know, our mission at Founder is to help tens of millions of people every single week with our content either start or grow their business.